This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. This episode of the Indesa Members Memo is sponsored by Orisure Technologies. Orisure offers testing products for drugs of abuse and alcohol. The Intercept Oral Fluid Drug Test is the first and only FDA-cleared oral fluid laboratory-based drug test for the nine most requested drugs of abuse. Intercept is simple to use with an easy collection procedure and a collection time of only five minutes. While being the number one recognized brand in laboratory-based oral fluid testing since 2000, the specimen is collected on-site but is then sent to a lab for testing. Companies get the convenience and immediacy of oral fluid testing, but also solid and defensible lab results. You don't sacrifice the accuracy of reliability of your current testing program. You simply eliminate the need to collect urine. Indesa is proud to have Orisher as our first official sponsor of the Indesa Members Memo podcast. Thank you, Orisher. Check out their website at www.orisher.com. Hello and welcome to the Indesa Members Memo, uh, the podcast for the National Drug Now Call Screening Association. My name is Joe McGuire and I'm the Executive Director and we are actually here at our annual conference and trade show in St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm having the pleasure of sitting down in one of our breakout rooms with Mark Maxim. Did I say your name right, Mark? Yes, you did. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're with me and you just popped by. And um, we got to talking and, and, and had these incredibly deep conversation here for like five minutes. I'm like, we better put our headphones on. We're wasting really good conversation. So um, first of all, let's take a step back. It's been a great start to our conference today. Absolutely. Uh, what a morning we've had, and hope hopefully you guys are joining us virtually if you can't be here with us, and we'll we'll talk more about that later. But um, let's learn about you and who you are since we're going to chat for a minute. So you're with Remedy Now Consulting. Yes. And that's a new thing for you. Um, yeah, it's it's a new thing as of 2018 was when uh, we got our start, and um, it essentially was kind of... Um, a decision that I made after my years of being in the industry to go out on my own mm-hmm. and um, simply continue to provide my wealth of knowledge and 25 years of being in the drug and alcohol testing industry mm-hmm. um, that I felt I wasn't ready to give up and oh, ready I'm to stop so doing. Glad. I'm so glad you made that decision. You are frequently uh, on our town halls and always so willing to give input and help people and mentor them and be a resource. And you know, I, I send people to you all the time. Hey, someone needs to know about this, that, or the other. And thank you. Absolutely. For it's, that. it's a pleasure. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I truly believe that um, kindness and positive intent are so important. Mm-hmm. And if I can certainly help someone else succeed mm-hmm. uh, by giving some absolute um, industry knowledge mm-hmm. And what's worked and what hasn't worked, right? Um, you know, because I think I've been through every aspect when it comes to the industry, from uh, TPA to laboratory to rapids to MRO. I mean, you name it. Tell and, us you know, a little bit about your journey. So, yeah. So I got my start out. Um, 25 years ago, I had the opportunity of meeting a state trooper. Uh, I was back in the law enforcement and security industry at that time. 
and was just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Did I want to go and become a full-time cop? And, you know, I had come out of the um, police academy and was just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. And I was introduced to the motor carrier industry. Okay. Um, and so uh, 25 years ago, I began as a collector. Okay. <laughs> and so that, of course, you know, I, I quickly discovered that I wanted to learn more. Yeah. Um, but I, you started at the bottom of the food chain here. I really, truly did. <laughs> and it, you know what? I think that for anyone that's in this industry, mm -hmm. you need to have a taste from what's at the bottom before sure. you can get to the top. Yep. So important. Um, you know, so it's so important to become knowledgeable of every aspect of this industry because it's ever changing and ever evolving. Mm -hmm. um, and if you uh, aren't constantly learning something, right. um, you're you're just really what they sometimes call you're dying. Yes. Uh, you know, you're not going anywhere. But um, yeah, so I quickly, after doing collections and kind of getting involved to, you know, how randoms were being done, mm -hmm. uh, I quickly discovered that the person that was teaching me was not doing it right. Oh, yes. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, the day of writing everybody's name on a piece of paper and then simply just randomly oh. deciding that, okay, this is the one, this is the one, and I'm going, oh. are you sure that's the way it should be done? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, what do I know? But that doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that I believe that it was about the, the fact that I wanted to do better, mm, you know, beautiful. always strive mm. to do better. Yeah. Um, so I quickly uh, started to learn by going out and researching the regulations and okay. learning the rules. Mm -hmm. And so I quickly started my own um, TPA uh, company and was quickly moved into managing companies okay. uh, and their entire programs. Mm -hmm. um, from that, I sold the company and went to work for uh, the owner uh, of the company, who they're still in business today. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think they're NDASA members. Okay, um, good. So, yeah. Good. But um, I left there and made my way to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is where I am today. And mm -hmm. I uh, had the pleasure of working for a company there um, for 12 years and helped them uh, build a company that is still in operation, um, but uh, left them in 2017 and then decided that, okay, what do I want to do? Yeah, yeah. You know? And and let's just say that to, to the rest of the outside world, 12 years in the company may not sound like a, a huge amount of time, but in our industry, that's like half of the time the regs have been in place. I mean, you know, it, it's well over a third. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, like about half the time that we've had uh, 49 par 40 and, you know, all of that. So um, that's a significant amount of time in our industry. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, and I, I was honored to be given the opportunity Mm -hmm. uh, I, I learned a lot during that journey, and I assisted with helping the company go from one employee to 30-some employees. Wow. And, you know, an MRO joined and, you yeah. know, and everything. And they're members uh, mm -hmm. as well um, still today. And I, you know, I just decided that I wasn't ready to give it up, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, because I've, I've been... Um, 
a trainer since 2001. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've provided training services and I've learned every aspect of the industry. Yeah. So yeah. I really felt that I had a lot more to give. Uh, you know, a hundred percent. And, and when you see so many people new to our industry, which we've had a new influx, a real influx of people that are just starting out. I mean, something that happened during the pandemic was a lot of businesses just dried up and went away. And some of those were big occupational health clinics that just um, kind of opted out or, or, you know, a major chain just sort of closed its doors one day and said, we're not doing this anymore. Right. And that was nationwide. It was a big impact. So you as a trainer with all of this knowledge and, and industry experience and, um, knowing how it works, it is, I, I just can't say enough, and I know you know this, that we've got to make sure that those people that are new are trained correctly. As you said, you know, I learned everything the wrong way. Um, my daughter was in the industry for five years um, and is now a new a member of the Andesa team, uh, but she went to work for a small drug testing company and um, one day we were talking about, you know, this, that, and the other. And the person that hired her, I felt at the time was like, you know, solid. And, uh, you know, my daughter mentions in passing, oh, you know how when this happens and it comes up in drug testing? And I said, no, that should not be happening. So and eventually she went to work for another person and he called me up. He's like, I got to train her from the ground up because she was trained so poorly. And um, she wasn't living near me at the time because I said, you know, I'm going to train you. <laughs> but um, but it, it's interesting because she's been talking to some different vendors and stuff around here. And she's like, um, you know, what an education it was to get your products and learn how to do this the right way. But you're so right. We've got to make sure that that we um, help people to be excellent in everything they do. And why? Because every drug test matters. So true. So true. And I think that the one thing that I've discovered over my 25 years mm -hmm. is there's an inconsistency. Yeah. And what Endesa has done is they've really changed the way. And I applaud the board of directors and the mission that Endesa has come out with um, in the need mm -hmm. for better training, mm -hmm. but consistent training. Right. You know, one trainer doesn't do it the same as another trainer. Mm -hmm. Well, this one showed me this or this one, you know, told me I could do it this way. Right. And it's like, but that's not the right way. Exactly. Um, and I think that the other thing I've also noticed is that there's not a lot of checks and balances in place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the agency that I believe does a fairly good job uh, of auditing collection sites mm -hmm. is the FTA. Oh, uh, you for know, sure. their group and their contractor group mm -hmm. um, provide some really good auditing mm -hmm. of uh, collection sites. And I've, you know, in my consulting, I've, uh, you know, been in the auditing realm, I've audited collection sites. I've gone in as a secret shopper, if oh, you will. Oh, what a fun um, job. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's an interesting job. Eye-opening job. job. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It, it really, truly is. I mean, you know, we we heard stories, you know, just uh, yesterday from one of the members talking uh, in one of the sessions that, um, you know, in fact, uh, it was... Um, in the conflict mitigation session Ooh, that yeah, George, class. Uh -huh. George talked about um, going in and auditing a collection site mm -hmm. and he was told to put on a gown. 
What? Yes. Oh my goodness. I, the whole room erupted. We all just kind of lost it. We yeah. were like, are you serious? They did what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he complied. That's what made it even more interesting. It's yeah. like, but wait a minute. He goes, no, I went through the whole thing until I was done. Wow. You know, and it was like, wow. Okay. Mm. I think that, you know, Indassa is on to something mm -hmm. in the fact that we as an industry, not just an association, need to be the voice. Right. When everyone else isn't listening, mm -hmm. we need to continue to be the voice yeah. until more people do listen. That's um, so and true. take this as a serious business, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's never going away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because safety is, is forever and it is the most important thing. And as we heard our keynote speaker this morning, Johnny C. Taylor Jr., the president and CEO of SHRM say, we are, we stand with you because you are about safety and saving lives. And we get that. And it was so refreshing to have someone who is um, outside of our industry and yet such a strong partner get it and understand it and give us that validation and feedback. And um, I just wanted to be like, you know, hooping and hollering because I'm like, finally, someone who, who says, um, you know, you guys are the gatekeepers and, and we need you. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. And we may be having a rough road ahead with some legislation that's trying to tamp that down. But in the long run, we'll win the game because safety is safety is safety. Um, and, and with a drug epidemic, you know, that this is your resource that, that we've got. Um, so tell me a little bit now more about Remedy Now. So you are consulting, you're training, you're helping people, you're mentoring. Is this a network of consultants? What what specifically? No, it's, uh, it's mainly myself, okay. uh, you know, me, myself, and I, if okay. you will. But um, I do have uh, other staff that assist me because I am also in the distribution of okay. testing products. Um, so, of course, I'm able to assist those people that go down that path. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, obviously one of the things that this pandemic has taught a lot of people is you've got to think outside the box. Yes. And you've got to be creative. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially uh, one of the things that I found very fascinating with a staffing company that I assisted and did some uh, consulting with was that they were trying to figure out how they could hold job fairs and hire people, but be able to test them mm. relatively quickly and they came up with the idea, we need to do oral fluid. What, very We're good. going to set up a mm -hmm. drive-through oh. job fair. People can drive in. We will interview them from their car. <laughs> and then they will drive forward. We will conduct the oral fluid. And we can then be able to get them to go to work. No kidding. It was so interesting, yeah. you know, just like so many others um, from the perspective of everyone was scared of breath alcohol testing. Yeah. We still have so many clinics that right. are suspending that currently. Right. Um, but as a result of that, they went to saliva alcohol yes. testing more yeah. and more places. So I think that, you know, as an organization, we want to be that knowledge base mm -hmm. that gives all of the different options that there are out mm -hmm. there that mm -hmm. people otherwise don't think are available. Um, yeah. And so I think that, you know, again, today's guest speaker was 
what Chairman Greer said mm-hmm. relevant That's to right. the actual conference. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've all been to many conferences over our careers, mm-hmm. and it's great to hear from motivational speakers mm-hmm. and, you know, and uh, comedians or professionals from other places. Mm-hmm. But are they relevant to the association and the mission and the industry? Um, So having Johnny today was by far one of the best conferences that I've been to uh, in a long time. It made it worth it. And we still have a whole other day to go. So much more to learn. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, and, and I agree with you. It's not only the relevancy, but did you come to this conference and walk away inspired, refreshed, and renewed, remembering why you do what you do every day and why you love it. Um, Sometimes when we get here, we're battle weary. And a lot of times we use conferences, just a networking event. And that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of mileage to be had with networking. You get to see your peers. That in and of itself can be very encouraging and uplifting, especially when you hear they're going through what you're going through or whatever. But when you walk away and you go, yes, you know, this is why I love this. Um, to me, it's 10 times better. You oh, know? It, it, it's what they would say, priceless. Yes, for Because sure. I truly am walking away with so much mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm walking away with that exact mantra that I think a lot of us folks that have been in this industry for as long as we have, that we try to practice that love what you do, Mm -hmm. love why you do it, Mm -hmm. but most importantly, love who you do it with. Oh, amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) And I said this morning when, when I opened, like, this is the best town hall ever, but it's like a family reunion, even those that are brand new. Um, I, I'm just so happy, you know, to, to put, names to faces and um it it really we are a family here so it's a lot of fun so one of the things that we were talking about that i want to get back to is you said that um uh was it your ceo that you that you said had taken this challenge yeah yeah i uh, i also were have the honor of uh working for another company Mm -hmm. um they're an accredited um, cra in the background screening business Um, but they brought me on as their uh manager of their occupational health services department. And so uh, I've had the pleasure of working with them and um, I've known them for a while, Mm -hmm. but he uh, he recently took um, what's called the DEI challenge Mm -hmm. and DEI standing for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Interesting. And what an inspiration. Mm. What um, is so relevant to us as a community and as a human race um, in the fact that we as human beings Mm -hmm. need to look at this Mm -hmm. and should look at this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was an inspiration to have the opportunity to work with the uh, actual trainers and consultants that uh, he brought in uh, to train with us managers and to help us dive deep into Mm -hmm. what this really truly is Mm -hmm. and what the mission of DEI is all about um, and trying to understand core values and understand diversity, Mm -hmm. but understand equality Mm 
mm-hmm. um, but mostly working towards inclusion, inclusion. for mm-hmm. justice for everyone. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and so what a, a time of, you know, unrest mm-hmm. and pandemic and all kinds of things that are going on in our mm-hmm. world today mm-hmm. um, than to take such a, a humbling challenge on that he's taken for our organization. Wow. Um, So tell me what are, what are like the top two things you've learned that you might say have been um, mindset changing for you? Anything that were just like aha moments, or this is a simple um, change that I can make that, that will have an impact. Was there anything that really stands out? Yes. I, um, it, it, it helped bring to the forefront that by practicing my core value, mm-hmm. but most importantly, respecting another person's value mm. because my core value might not be the same as yours. Right. And I think when we talk about core values, we all have maybe our top 10, sure. you know, but when you really drill down, Mm-hmm. what's the number one for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. um, you know, it helped, the exercise helped identify for me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my number one core value mm-hmm. is kindness. I love that. But yeah. kindness con- connects to fairness, connects mm-hmm. to family, connects to love, connects mm-hmm. to all of the other core values that we still carry. Um, but everyone yeah. has a different one. It has a different, and, and to me, of that, a core value is a core value. I'm so happy people have them. You know, there's not a right or a wrong one. Um, I was just uh, teaching this yesterday. I did a policy writing workshop and I was talking about how a drug and alcohol policy for a company should be based around their mission. And it does not matter what their mission is. Um, part of that mission is keeping people safe and valuing people in your in, in the community around you. So it fits no matter what. So we were talking about that. And I, I was telling the story that a company came uh, a couple years ago to talk to me about how they could do this with their mission. And they said, we just changed our mission to love one another. And it was really, it was like a, this huge manufacturing company. And, um, but, but they had, they had seen a lot of things in the workplace. They didn't like a lot of hostility in the workplace. And they, so, so they were really driving this home and they're like, we don't see how this fits with drug and alcohol testing. Like, how, how do you make that fit? And I was like, oh, this is such an easy one. Like you want, you want everybody to go home at the end of every day to their family that loves them and who they love. And so you want to keep them safe. And so the way that you can love one another is, is, you know, make sure. And he's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. That's, you know, the conversation was like three minutes and he's like a dumb question. I'm Gave on my way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, and sometimes we get so wrapped up in the everyday mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. that when we don't have the opportunity to really look at these things, mm-hmm. you know, um, and understand that everyone is different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we all just practice positive intent Mm -hmm. with kindness and respect, Mm -hmm. 
we all can coexist. Yes. We really truly can. Yes. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, I can't say enough about it. I, I really, um, in, I see that there are going to be a lot more companies that will take on that same Great. challenge. Now, how do you, um, how do you engage in this challenge? Yeah. So, um, obviously the exercises that get put on, um, that we participate in is really diving into, you know, again, trying to understand each and every person that mm -hmm. we come in contact with, mm -hmm. whether that be a member of the team that we work on mm -hmm. or another coworker, mm -hmm. um, or maybe a client mm -hmm. or a candidate right. or a vendor. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you come in contact with, mm -hmm. but are you really taking a real good hard look mm -hmm. at how you as a person are treating that person. Yeah. And, you know, and again, one of the things that uh, the company has is we're all about wanting to create unrivaled experiences. Oh, interesting. And, you know, and so when you try to create unrivaled experiences, mm -hmm. it's all about practicing that positivity and that willingness to help someone, oh, yeah. um, you know, that really becomes so powerful. True. And when you can do that and understand, and I think, you know, sometimes we try to assume mm -hmm. and we should never assume. Oh boy, you know? isn't that true? And, and, you know, even though, like you said, um, we have these differences, we all have a heart that is the same, that wants the same things. We want to be yes. loved. We want to be heard. We want to be accepted and understood and valued and respected, you know? So, uh, we, we have to remember that, that, um, uh, you know, in, in light of the fact that you have a comfort zone by being with people, whether they're your own age or that you're, that, you know, your same color or your same gender or whatever, whatever. Um, cause you're like, well, these are the people that get me. Um, well, that should not be the case. We should all be able to get each other. And we would if we would just have a conversation. Exactly. You know? Yes. Conversations so, are so important. Today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the dialogue. Is. That's one of the reasons I just love doing this podcast is because I get to talk to our members and hear what makes them tick. And, um, you know, sometimes we talk drug testing, but a lot of times we talk about all kinds of different things that, that happen to pop up and are interesting and we can all learn from and grow from. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So I'm really glad that you sat down with me today. Now, um, tell me what is the, the, biggest thing so far at conference that you've learned that you're just going to take home and, and remember that thing. It's going to be on your mind and, and kind of be well, a game changer. You know, for me, I, I love being able to go and keep up with what's going on in the industry. Mm -hmm. What's new? What's, what's, uh, you know, everyone doing as far as trying to innovate mm -hmm. and how are we innovating and providing the service back to everyone that we come in contact yeah. with and connection with. Um, so for me, um, Johnny kicked it off. Yeah. He charged me up. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, what a formidable individual yeah. and uh, can't say enough about the information that he provided. Yeah. The statistics that he yes. was able to share. Oh, yeah. um, I already shared that with some of the leadership mm -hmm. back home. 
We, especially about the workforce. Yes. I mean, I didn't know a lot of the things that he said. So um, we are coming into a place that, you know, people are saying, I can't find people to hire. Uh, these, you know, lazy bums out there don't, don't want to come to work. And, you know, this has come up on town hall quite a lot. How do we get people? How do we get people? And uh, he said, we are looking at a shortage of actually available people. The birth rate has dropped off. Um, for the first time in our history, we have five generations of, of people in the workplace. Uh, the older generation needs to retire at some point. Uh, so, you know, that we have this, we're getting stretched really thin on who's even available to work as far as just a population. Uh, so I, I thought that was really you know, fascinating. It was eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. It was eye-opening, and and in some respects, it's almost scary. Mm -hmm. You know, right. um, in the fact that so many businesses. I mean, I'm working with a business right now that has 700 openings. Mm, my goodness. <laughs> and I mean, and they're a, they're a they're a company that that goes across the globe. Yeah. Um, but they are struggling to yeah. find talent wow. and recruiting talent. Mm -hmm. But I will say that the benefits that Johnny spoke about with regards to how businesses are evaluating mm -hmm. returning back to work. Yes. Okay. And mm -hmm. what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I was very intrigued by um, how he shared it in the fact that we have some people within the generations mm -hmm. that want to go back to an office. Yes. And the benefits of going back to an office. Right. But then, of course, the drawbacks of not going back mm -hmm. or not wanting to go back mm -hmm. uh, because everyone, again, has yeah. different opinions, yep. and we need to respect those. Right. Um, but I will say that for us um, within the organization that I work with, I like the idea of remote workers if they want to be. Mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. two members of my team that live in Ohio. Mm. Even though yeah. we're based in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and it works. And it, it can be. And I've seen it, you know, myself personally, extremely productive. And when you give people, and I've always believed in this, when you give employees flexibility um, to be able to manage work and, and have a work-life balance, uh, you breed a loyalty there and you get so much more out of them. I mean, I know I, myself, I have to watch out to, to not overwork because I love my work, you know? So, uh, I, I know a lot of people are that way. And, um, so yeah, there's just, you're right. So many great lessons. Well, listen, I'm so glad that you popped in Thank and I'm trying to just set up a series of seeing folks at conference and saying hi to our podcast audience. And I don't know that we would have connected to podcast outside of this. So I'm really uh, glad Who knows? because you, know, you were kind of like, Oh, are you, are we going to do this? You know, I, I gotta say, I, um, I don't know why I waited so long yeah. to get more involved. You I know, hear you. Um, I hear you. I, I'm happy that I in, I uh, volunteered and mm -hmm. I'm part of the uh, mentorship committee. Oh, and good. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm so happy to be involved in that. It's, that's um, an exciting you know, program. Yeah. It really truly is, mm -hmm. and um, you know the work that we've done mm -hmm. and the mentorship uh, material that we've pro, you know provided and everything, and in fact uh, showcased here at the conference. Yes. So I'm hoping that people will look into that if they're new to the business. Yeah. Um, if folks are out here that are listening and mm -hmm. are looking for that 
information yes. highway. Yep. Um, mentorship is a great opportunity to be able to learn from, you know, the folks that have been in, and in we, the trenches. Yes, yeah, so and we've got a plan to set you up, like, you know, just bring you in and, and uh, help birth you into the industry. You're so right. Well, you know, uh, whatever the reason, I'm so glad you're here now. So thank you thank very you for much me. for your time again, Mark Maxim. And if people want to reach you, what's your email address? It's mark at remedynowconsulting.com. Easy, easy. Thank you, Mark. And to all of our podcast listeners, um, we missed you last week while I was getting ready for St. Louis, but we're here now. And uh, thank you for liking and subscribing and listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.